welcome to the Business Benchmark Group podcast, where you'll learn how to think strategically about your business and discover that while business is not easy, it doesn't need to be hard. With over 20 years experience in turning stalling businesses into thriving enterprises, here is your host, Stefan Kazakis, the founder and CEO of Business Benchmark Group. Hi, Stefan Kazakis here from Business Benchmark Group. And I guess this time of year, you know, it's uh, it's fair to say this time of year and prioritization, this time of year and I guess festivities. And and if I guess you're a business in Australia, I guess, you know, you've got summer and you've got school holiday breaks and you've got uh, longer vacation and or holiday breaks. Um much more than I guess the Northern Hemisphere and and um, and and the US and, and even parts of Asia for that matter. So you know we we call this the uh, the, the quarter of drama, the quarter where uh, oh no 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 Christmas is coming and I can't uh, I can't think anything further than how many more beers or maybe Christmas ham I might be having and ah oh, you know bleh. it's such a load of garbage. No better time than the time is now to be thinking about what am I being clear for? What am I building the muscle for? How am I going to make sure that this time round, on the 1st of the 1st, 2019, at 12.01 a.m., I am not only putting New Year's resolutions on the table and nailing them to the wall, but I'm frigging owning them. So prioritization. You know, it'd be really, really cool at being the, 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 the student of nailing what is important and not being wavered by what time of the year and or season it may be. What, what a load of crock for most of us who get bought into that craziness. You know, business and business in October and November and December, no different in January and February, is just as beautiful as April, May, June, July, if not better in September, October, November. So, you know, come on, let's get our head around that one and uh, get our head out of the sand, particularly if you want to be a benchmark business. There's 12 months, it's 365 days typically, and you got 24 hours a crack seven times every single week. We don't need you to be working 168 hours a week. That's the furthest thing that we need from you. But we do need a different mindset and one that gets your head out of the sand. So get on with it, move on with it, and uh, make a difference. Get into the first of the first, 2019, 12.01. I own my New Year's resolutions that I've absolutely nailed and I have a celebratory drink on the 30th of June confirming I'm on the right pathway versus 10 days later I've lost the plot. And that's the 10th of January, by the way. So I was fortunate enough this week to be invited to uh, to, to, to share some thoughts and uh, impart some, again, you know, I, I guess I'll call it wisdom, but but it's something that's really, really, really um, from from the bottom of my heart. I, you know, I guess helping young young achievers, young leaders, just, just sort of look at and consider what are their journeys and or forks in the road and how do they continue on this journey of mastery and uh, I guess 1% improvements, that constant improvement mindset. So I was invited to a luncheon um, as a guest of the Manningham Business Excellence Awards and um, the local, uh, I guess, um, council here in, um, in in Melbourne, the Manningham City Council, to uh, share some thoughts with a, uh, a contingent, a cohort of um, young achievers that have been acknowledged in our uh, in, in the local area. And, and it was really cool to just, you know, just go on a bit of a, I guess, a, what I would call a discovery conversation. It's not it's not one of my traditional talks. And um, I, just, I just love having that conversation because it just reminds me of the people 
people that shared their wisdom when I was someone in my early 20s who was showing promise and progression and, and how they left a, a significant, um, I guess, piece of them in my mind. And to this day, and some of them have passed on, they still are considered in my top three to five most important, um, I guess, um, influences and how they kept on nourishing my mind with the vitamins called progression and anything is possible in life. You know, we all have an opportunity to uh, make a decision regarding will I allow willpower be my, my way of um, of moving my life forward or will I allow will not power to be my way going forward and, and even within the willpower or the will not power is a framework and a strategy for how I say no for the things that will not keep me on the path that is called path of mastery. I talk about passion and you know I share a really cool um, reference to passion and um, I look forward to some of the feedback that you may have for this um, again very live and an impromptu conversation I had earlier this week and uh, I hope you enjoy the sharing you know passion I'll tell you right now is something that you're really good at and you love doing you score it as a, a plus one in a plus one minus one scoring sheet. I'm Stefan, enjoy the sharing and uh, whatever it takes, keep on adding vitamins to your brain and those that are influenced by you, not poison. Be the dream maker, not the dream taker. Yeah, can we take something out of what I'm just about to share um, that's not exactly revolutionary or you'd need to be a, a PhD in this or that to, to take something out, but it, it's about the, uh, the walk, the walk that we have committed to called life. and. Uh, you know, I was, um, I'm the school president or the school council president at East Doncaster uh, Secondary College and, and it's where I went to school many, many years ago and I was also a uh, primary school student at Serpil Primary. I was one of the first students in the local, uh, in the local school there and so I've been a resident and a, uh, a huge, uh, a huge, I guess, uh, fan for the city of Manningham and what it, what it represents. Um, not only for all of us, but definitely for me and my, my, my life journey. So I guess I'm just going to share a few things. And um, in sharing with, um, I guess, the BCE students on Friday morning um, last week, which was their last assembly, it was, it was really about talking about the crossroads of life. And, 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 and if I was to take that to another, uh, another distinctive point, it's the, uh, the season of life that you're at. And... I remember vividly, as I shared on Friday morning, the, uh, you know, there's not a day that doesn't go by, and I'm not as old as Peter, I'm turning 50 on in, in February, and um, there's not a day that doesn't go by that I keep on referencing walking, you know, with my, with, with my high school bag to school and the fun that occurred over six or so years and the progression, because there was a serious component to school and, and what needed to happen, and I was the only... I was the only kid out of all my school friends that, that ended up finishing at that point HSC, year 12, and went on to university and got my tertiary degree and blah, blah, blah. And it's interesting reflecting on you know, the journeys of some of my friends and they're great people who have a great life, but there's a missing bit in what um, I guess can be referred to quality of life. And I'm not saying because I was really good at school, I now am lucky enough to have a better quality of life. But the stats and the uh, and I guess the evidence, the heuristic model of, of of what occurs when you're interested and curious and continuously learning is that eventually you will step onto the books that you have read and reach to the first shelf 
that is available to you called life and everything that it has on offer. And a really cool line, which again can be misunderstood, is you will always get what you deserve. And for some of us, we hear that and we think, well, what does he mean by that? You will always get what you deserve. So what you put into something, more, more times than not, will ensure what you get back is exactly what you deserved. So I guess in life and, and the seasons in life, and, and for many of us around the table, we're, we're at a stage where you know, this is a, what I would call post-school, as in secondary college, and for some of you, tertiary. So you're in your early 20s. What's the criteria for young achievers here, Peter? <coughs> 25 and under. So what a phenomenal, what a phenomenal uh, stage or season in life this is. And you know, some of the decisions you make today and over the next, um, I guess, um, probably 250 weeks, over the next 250 weeks, the decisions you make um, will ultimately carve up the journey in the next season of life when you're in your early 30s into your, I guess, 2,000th week in life. And for most of us in Australia, we get to live approximately, on average, 4,200 weeks is the average across male and female gender. So when you think about that, um, what, a, what, a, what a phenomenal period of time to, to create something that you know, may be a legacy may be a legacy, may be an influence for those that are coming after you in terms of um, you know, learning something for your time on life. Now that doesn't mean that you need to be a hero or go out of your way to be unique. But what it does mean is if you become and continuously focus on whatever you start, you finish. Whatever you start in life, you finish. In other words, you are committed to seeing things through. That is an unbelievable reputation to be building and learning a lesson called, I am building a reputation for being a finisher, not just a starter. So in life, the power that comes and the reputation and the relevance that comes from being someone that starts things and finishes things is, is, is very often um, well, it's never measured. And yet, your peers in your current world and in your future world, in the future seasons of life, will get to, I guess, judge you, and this is the reality of life, in terms of, are you a person of integrity? Do you have congruency in what you say and what you do, and what you do is what you say? So I guess, again, at Business Benchmark Group, and I'll just ask Ben to... I guess spit out some of the names that have been privileged in our, in our um, area here to have been, I guess, nominees and winners of our uh, Business Excellence Awards. And I just want to highlight some names. So, um, I'll be a little prejudiced here. Um, Quinton Super IGA, Core Impact Health and Fitness, uh, Interiors by River S, Gourmet Living, um, Harvey World Travel, Computer Age Systems, MIA Consulting Services, H2 Pro Plumbing. Is anyone familiar with any of these names? They're local businesses in the area, right? I am. Quinton Super IGA again. And, and, and all, I'm, all I'm reading out here, Altair Restaurant, Gourmet Living, Bridges Doncaster, Indulgence Medispa, Gourmet Living, SV Auto Electrical, H2 Pro Plumbing, Fantasy Cakes, 
ivory hearing. And I can go on. And I guess why I get excited about this group of businesses is there is a common denominator in most of those businesses and it's they put their hand up for having an opportunity to be open to how can we run our businesses better. And again, they're, they're the heroes who are, get, who are getting nominated and our organisation at Business Benchmark Group has a standard that is committed to empowering helping them go from frustration and no plan to empowered and in control of what is their opportunity called business and ultimately life success. That's our responsibility and we guide and we shine a flashlight. And no different to what I was just sharing, what I was just sharing in terms of what are you committed to and at what point is the reputation that you're building, because you can build it, saying, that's where it started. There's the common denominator. There is the success factor. There is someone that I can so trust to complete what it is that you know she Elizabeth has just put her hand up for because that's what she typically does. So how do you continue to be committed to that being the reputation that you build? And in fairness, what's this got to do with young achievers and and I guess people at this stage in life that don't run or own businesses? What, what's this got to do with anything other than I'm just committed to doing my job better every day than I did yesterday? What's this got to do with that? I mean, what, what I'm sharing with you in building that reputation for being a finisher and not a starter that never finishes things, what is the relevance of that message do you feel? What do you feel? What do you think when I say be someone that finishes things off, don't just start things? What do you think? You don't know? That's cool. What do you think, Elizabeth? Um, I think that really resonates with me. I think I've always done that in my life. Like I, um, I mean, it worked out that my degree was the one that I wanted to do, but I couldn't even fathom not finishing it, personally. But, yeah. Excellent. And, uh, and how does that, again, what I've just shared, in being someone that starts things, I'm committed to it, keeping it less but tight, but I'm committed to being excellent. I'm committed to being better. How does that resonate with you? Um, I think it's funny. It reminds me of a conversation I had with my boss. Um, it was in a performance review, and one of the things that we wanted to focus on was being what he calls a completer finisher. So with my job, because we're so we've got lots of things on the go all the time, it's super important to make sure you get what you had started finished. Uh, if you don't, then everything tends to fall apart. Uh, you need to continue growing and getting new jobs and new tasks done. But they, that was the main point, that they had to be finished. And it was one of what came up in a team meeting that everybody really needed to put in to completing the tasks that they had been given so that the clinic can run properly all the time. And predictably. Predictably. Actually, more important than family members. They can be. Because they don't yeah. talk back, they only bark back, right? <laughs> so, Those it is. The kids. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and again, how does, how does what, again, you know, what I've just shared and what you're hearing from your fellow Young Achiever nominees here, how does that resonate with you? Uh, it's definitely not something that I've 
Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, and I'm coming to you soon, Ben. I'm coming to you. But, but it's so, um, I mean, it's, it's such a, I guess, it's, it's a global issue um, for many of us, regardless of season in life and age and experience and, and skills. Um, you know, you, you could be the most experienced, the most skilled person at anything. But if there's a cultural misfit, or you're okay from walking past the standard that should be, then you have an issue. And it's an issue that's gonna continue to follow you and all those around you for a long time. So everybody in this room has the opportunity to raise the standard of what needs to be done, being really clear as to why it needs to be done and how it impacts, whether it's your, your, your professional capacity or your personal capacity, because it also happens at home, right? Walking past the stuff at home, what you choose to walk by defines your standard. It, it's just as simple as that, you know. And if, we're, if, we, if we just keep on being really clear and not being influenced and not getting, I guess, distracted by so many options out there, if, you're, if, you, if you have a deep sense of clarity, which ultimately gives you a greater level of confidence, about what you're really good at. So, what are you good at? And what is my, which is you, like? I'm going to put the full word in there because it's two words. I like, and I have the ability to like, because it's a choice. Score. Is it a plus one or is it a minus one? Is the only score you're allowed to have on what you're good at. You either like it plus one or you are a minus one in do I like doing what I'm doing because I'm good at it. Do you know how easy it is to get bored in this day and age? And that is not, I guess, uh, moving away from the impact of not finishing things. If you're good at something, that means you're on the journey of being better tomorrow than you were today. And there's a great book out there called Good to Great, and at some point, if you haven't already read it, it should be a book that you read or listen to. Um, what are you good at today that tomorrow you will be better at? And do you or don't you, do you or don't you actually like it? And if you don't, why not? And how is it that those that you may have maybe a seat away or a room away or a phone call away, help you get clarity as to what is it that we can help, you can get help to guide you to be better. So this is not about putting unnecessary pressure, this is about staying committed and building the reputation at this stage in your life for being someone that is, a, a, uh, I guess, a benchmark, a role model, in the top 10%, 1%, whatever it may be as a reference point, for your category, at your age level, at your stage in, at, at, at life and experience. You know, th there's one thing I remember vividly when I was 25. I was really clear about what I was good at and I was even clearer as to how I was going to continue to be great at it. And it's never ever left me that ability to know that. 
I also got really good at knowing what I was saying no to. And when you learn at this stage in life, and for all of us that is, for whatever, whatever your stage in life is, right, whatever your crossroad and season is in life, when you learn to master no, not now, you have arrived. Because that's called self-awareness and self-confidence. If you're saying no because of procrastination or, I guess, insufficient knowledge of, of the outcome and the impact and the domino effect of a yes, right? If you're not sure about that and that's why you say no, then you need to get better at making decisions and getting better clarity. Does that make sense? Because, you know, just, I don't want to treat you guys like the guys on, on Friday morning who are entering their exam period and that was a different message for a different cohort at a different stage in life. You guys are in the real world doing real things, which is unbelievable. Every one of you are. So Ben, how's this resonating for you? And at what point do we take that phone away from you, mate? Oh, I wish it died, to be honest. <laughs> okay, so how do we make that happen? I can throw it out to Nah, that's not a good idea. Um, uh, sorry, um, finishing things. Uh, I've never really thought about it, to be honest. Um, are you good at finishing things? So when I met the Drain Man in 2007, so when I met the Drain Man in 2007, and he continues to be a paying client 11 years on, and he's gone from two dysfunctional subcontractors working out of a back bedroom unit, um, back bedroom at a unit in Ringwood, he's gone into almost national presence. Um, the one thing about Brendan, he was a very assertive and clearly focused leader. He knew what he wanted. And he ensured he communicated that with his team. And that set the tone and the, and the, the uh, I guess, the standard for that business. So my, again, my sharing, and if I can just give you a little bit of a nudge here, you've got to be clear about are you or are you not finishing things? Because you just said you're not sure if you are. Well, I mean, like, I'm, I'm not sure. I've never really been, things just get finished. Like, I, don't, I don't consciously because a lot of the time, you know, if it has to get done, it just gets done because, you know, that's life. I mean, like, you know, we, if, if it's a job, like, we run, I, I run over 25 sites at any one time, yep. and every job gets handed over on time, but that's probably because I've just delegated to everybody else to do it. So, so things are getting finished. So things get finished. Yeah. I don't consciously think, oh, we've got to go finish that. It just has to get done. It's not, it's not negotiable. So, like, you know, if a new thing has to be implemented, you know, like a new app or a new process, it just has to get done because if it doesn't get done, you know, it's, it, it's not even like a, a, a kind of, it's not even like a, a decision that needs to be made. So at this stage of your journey, and I'm sort of reading between the lines, you're a business owner? Yes. Excellent. And you're a leader. And most of us in this room are. What are you really good at? Delegating. Excellent. And do you have a likability for delegation and leadership? I'm not asking yeah. about that. They're not in the room. <laughs> I like okay, so you're a plus one or a minus one? I'd say I'm a plus one. Excellent. So if there's one thing you want to take out of this, and maybe you should open up notes right now and write that down. Yeah. I'm a great delegator, and I have a plus one score in liking that. And that's going to serve you in your next five years in business mm -hmm. and leadership at that. Elizabeth, what are you good at? Uh, 
And what are you good at? So I'm good at the nursing. I'm really good at the nursing and the customer care. Yes. And I have a plus one on that. Yes. Own it. You know, just really own it because what it does, it starts really making it clear where your continual focus and disciplines need to be. Now there's other parts which are secondary perhaps to what you're good at, but they're also necessary. And it's about mastering the balance of, okay, how do I not take my eye off my strength? Yeah, some people say work on your weaknesses. You know, that, those days are gone. I think you need to be aware of your weaknesses and continue to flourish the strengths. It's strengths that send you in the forward progression. If you focus on weakness, I'm going backwards before I come forward again. And that could mean you lose momentum. Just a distinctive point on that. What are you good at? Excellent. Peter, what are you good at? I'm good at investigations. Getting people clarity. Getting them the answers of their... And really, when you think about investigations, it's, it, it's, it's a byproduct of paranoia. So you're serving people's paranoia by giving them the black and white answers to what degree paranoia should, <laughs> should exist in their, in their living, I guess. You know, when you really think about it. Yeah, which I'm sure you're in challenging, however, to be true to your clients, you've got to be honest with them, situations. You cannot sugarcoat the truth, mate. Right? <laughs> Do you know? I was in a meeting this morning with one of our suppliers, and for whatever reason, they've dropped the ball a bit. And they're they're a new supplier for a very important part of our business. And I said to him, mate, I'll paint the picture for you. You know, when you have your first piece of toast with Vegemite on it, and you're just not sure. And you're down to the last two bites to make a decision. Am I going to fall in love with this stuff on my toast? Or am I going to throw it in the bin? You've got two more bites to work this out, mate. I'm not going to work out whether I like this or not. You have two more bites on my toast before I make a decision. I don't like Vegemite or I love Vegemite. Can I be any clearer for you? And that's truth. I love Vegemite too. <laughs> it pained me to say I won't like his Vegemite. <laughs> what are you good at? I'm good at helping and taking charge. Excellent. Just listen to that. That's leadership, right? Yeah. And are you, where, where are you on the score? Plus. Plus what? Two. <laughs> love that. So own it. Yeah. You've got to own it. So the more you stay true to that position, 
and the more curious you get to understand, okay, well, if I'm really good at this and I'm actually a plus one at it, how, how on a daily basis am I plus 1% on that? How do I continue to be better every other day plus 1%? And I'll share a miracle with every one of you here, right? So if you get really clear about what you're good at and you just stay on that journey, and how do I step it up, how do I step it up? But the step up doesn't have to be a giant leap. It's 1% improvements. There are 220 working days in every year, typically, right? So if you have a plus 1% mindset every other day, multiply that by 220 working days every year, you have an opportunity to be 220% better at the end of every year. You can be two times better within a year if you just adopt that mindset. Now, I just want you to think about this concept for a moment. I want you to think about this concept for a moment. Um, I just need everyone to know I'm, I'm, I'm recording this for our podcast for next week. I haven't exposed your businesses or your, or your names in full, so don't be challenged by that. I'm, so we have a podcast that runs every, every week at uh, Business Benchmark Group and what I'm sharing with you as, again, just some sharing is gonna be shared with uh, our 9,000 people on our database next week, cool. So we have about a 30, 35% open rate in the first 24 hours for that uh, podcast. Love for you guys to uh, uh, be, be part of that listenership. So you have an opportunity to be two times better within a year if you just embrace the simplicity of how can I be better 1% every day. So just think about that within your seat right now and just think, how can I be better? How can I be better by 1% every other day? Just think about that for a moment. How can you be better? Because it's not do better. It doesn't start with the do. It starts with the be. And we are human beings, not human doings. It starts with the be. It's, 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 it's a way of thinking, right? It's a mindset thing. How can we be better by 1% every other day? What would be some tactics and or tricks that would help us with that? What are we thinking? What are you thinking, Ben? Read a book. Read a book. In one day? Listen to a book, maybe 15 minutes a day. Could be a good way. Atelier, what's one way we could be 1% better every other day? Get more sleep or maybe go to the gym. You know, do something for self, which is one of the most important things. You know, you time, me time, right? Um, who else? Go on, let's just, let's just go. Frank. Stephen, it's collateral with the topic, but uh, I was listening to um, the habits of the most highly successful people, and one of them is uh, that they finish things, they do things straight away and finish them straight away. The best of their ability is that there's no procrastination. So whether it's put the cup in the sink and do it later, to the most difficult task, because they'll do it on the spot. And that's one of the most important qualities of the, of the most successful people. And that's a great book, you know, The Seven Habits of the Most Successful or Influential People, Stephen Covey. Really cool. Um, ben, what's one way that we can be 1% better every day? Remove distractions. Remove distractions. How much discipline is needed to do that, though? How much clarity is needed to do that? Well, to understand what what are the things that distract you, and it might be like, for instance, I've turned off email notifications, so it doesn't flash up on my screen. I have no idea I've got an email. I don't close it; it's just minimised. But I've got to bang out that report. I'm going to do that report. I've even put me out of office. On. I'll be out of office for the next two hours. You want me? Call me later. Excellent. 
So I'm, I'm gonna give you one simple tactic that has never ever failed anyone the moment you embrace it. The way to be 1% better every other day, the, the last thing you do before you leave home and you put your uniform on to get to the place of greatness for which everyone in this room has a place that they are good to great at and they are plus ones. Look in the mirror and say today I'm going to be a personal best. Feed that into your mind, but you've got to say it. Don't just, just say it silently. You've got to say, today, I'm going to be at personal best. When you feed that vitamin into your mind and into your body and you hear those words, it becomes a muscle that just keeps on growing. You cannot say that in the morning or first thing before you get to your place of influence and not be better to the tune of perhaps two times from where you are today. I want to go back to something I also shared in our Whiffle. When I'm good at something and I'm committed to being better every other day and it's a plus one, I actually like it. That is the definition of passion. Your energy, when you are committed to something and you are making a difference, and you are so, I guess, engaged in the influence, the little or the large influence you have for those that entrust in you, your spot, your link in the chain called the organisation, the business, the commitment, that's passion. That's the definition of passion. And there's too many books written about passion, but they're somehow a little miscued in my opinion. Passion is when you're really good at something and you stick at it because you are committed to it and you go through the seasons in life being the champion at it and you have a plus one on it. And so many opportunities go wasted for so many people because they're good at something and they say, oh, I'm bored of doing this, I need something else. So the plumber becomes a hairdresser and it's sort of weird. Right. <laughs> 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 and... and <laughs> You're going, mate. You're kidding. Go. Am I already there? Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm at 1.30 already. Okay, I'm on a roll. Okay, I'm on a roll. <laughs> I think she was a plumber, man. Okay, so I'm going to just share a couple of, again, just, just in the context of where I'm taking this conversation. And, 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 and again, I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging engagement. I'm wanting you guys to stay engaged and involved in this conversation. So I want you to think about a, a, a relevant state of mind, a relevant pressure point called progression. And I want you to think about your current journey and what are you progressing? What are you moving forward? What are you not leaving to chance? What is the standard that you are continuously on a daily, weekly, quarterly, and ultimately yearly basis saying, okay, this is what I'm striving for. This is what I'm moving forward. That is a forward moving word versus perfection. How are you doing your best and ensuring you have a, I guess, an environment that's allowing progression and not perfection to be the way you go about your craft? How are you ensuring that you don't need to be perfect, which is ultimately a handbrake? And therefore, it gets in the way of learning and, I guess, you know, understanding where your improvements 
and your continual 1% improvements will come from. So how are you ensuring that progression is your motivation, not perfection? And there's not one person in this room, including me, that hasn't had a learning, an opportunity to say, oh, okay, I didn't go to plan. What, what can I learn there? Well, what, what did I assume? Where was it that I didn't consider the risk? Where is it that I didn't see a blind side coming and or a, a learning? So how is it in your journey for where you are right now as a young achiever, a young leader, a, a future leader at the next level, how is it that you are embracing the opportunity to progress your reputation, not be the perfect reference for your rep reputation? Because we still need to keep you human, right? And that's so important. The more humanised your journey is, the better you'll be to have a scar on your knee and not kill you. Are we on the same page with this conversation? Because sometimes the pressure on leaders is immense and it's not fair. And what we say at Business Benchmark Group, particularly with our clients who have their team involved in programs and journeys is... You know what, guys? I'm really excited that we had a failure this month. I'm really excited that we missed the target or we didn't complete that system this month because there's something that should have happened that didn't happen and there's something that did happen that should not have happened. Let's figure it out now. Pen to paper, what do you guys think? And I love the question that says, if this was your business, what would you be doing differently? So I'm going to get you guys to do three minutes and we're not going to expose the answers on this until you go to... If this was your business, what would you be doing differently? Just write that down. Go on. Hopefully you've got some pen and paper in front of you. If this was your business, the business that you are, I guess, committed to, associated with, Ben, just do your best. If this was your business, what would you be doing differently? Come on. Moment of reflection, and you're listening to a different voice than your usual coach, so this could be good for you. So if this was your business, what would you be doing differently? And how is it that you build enough courage and strength to have that conversation with your direct report or your leader of the business? Because that is progression. So if this was your business, what would you be doing differently? And the fact that you've been trusted to be in this room and in some way or form being, I guess, nominated by someone that saw the talent, confirmed the talent and put your name up for for you being in this room and acknowledged for the, uh, you know, your journey thus far, which is about progression, I think you have an opportunity to get curious with your, uh, again, your, 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 your people back at the office and or the business and say, hey, I've got an idea. It doesn't have to be the idea that's the next idea, but it's an idea that's worth us talking about. Own it. That's one of the most powerful questions um, that we ask our, our, our clients' teams to help us confirm that we're on the right track. And that builds culture. And culture is built by 100% inclusion and 100% involved. The inclusion is always the leader's responsibility. The involved is the individual's, right? How involved you wish to be is your decision. My decision is do I want you to be included? The most successful organisations, teams and businesses in the world have a 100% inclusion, 100% involved culture. Think about the Richmond Football Club two years ago, Collingwood Football Club this year, 
100% included, 100% involved. And that's what makes champion teams amongst five other things. So, progression versus perfection. Is there anything in what you wrote, and I don't want you to share what you wrote, but is there anything that you just wrote that you felt a sense of empowerment? You had a sense of, okay, you know what? I think this is something that needs to be discussed. I think it's something that could make a difference. It's rare for something that you just wrote to that question that won't make a difference. It's common to not share what you wrote because of fear and belief. Does that make sense? And we're not wanting to build the mutiny on the bounty here or the, the anarchy team here. We're not interested in that. But I want to encourage you to use, again, your words and your, your commitment to the team and or organisation you're currently at, use it to your advantage. Use words and substance in words to your advantage because leaders at the next level for you are looking for that in you. Does that make sense? So it comes down to the courage to communicate. There are three questions that are very basic questions that confirm progression no matter what walk in life we take, whether it's business, whether it's arts, whether it's sport, politics, anything we do in life. There are three questions that confirm progression and the suggested loop is every seven days. The three questions are, what is working? I'd be writing these down if I was you. What is working? What is not working? And on the third and most important question, what are we doing about it? What are we doing about that? So your ability to keep on raising your profile and your value for an organisation that's starving for more people being involved is your ability to take on the what are we doing about it and do something about it. And it's your actions, it's your actions that we can see, but it was your mind and the, and, and the thought process to, I'm committed to this and I'm going to help, I'm going to help. Don't ask for things that don't have a commercial outcome. Does that make sense? Don't ask for things that don't have a commercial outcome. Don't go and ask for things that need to be changed that will not have substance in 10 years' time or five years' time. Does that make sense? If you're, if you're wishing to create a tighter and, and closer culture in the, in the business, which we heard in your sharing earlier as one example, that has a commercial outcome that has a financial and business success progression outcome. So that's a good thing to be thinking. But if you're, if you're, if you're thinking, geez, you know what, we should have vendor machines that are free with Coke in the in V in the back corner, that would be a great idea for my boss to do that. That's a dumb idea. Does that make sense? So pick your battles and be, again, commercial. Walk in the, fo- walk in the feet of your leaders and owners because that's your journey. Walk in the feet of being the leader. Walk in your feet of being the owner and watch what happens. Is this cool? Are we okay with what we're sharing here? I've got you thinking a little. I'm gonna leave it on one last bit only because I heard something a little earlier. Um, Priorities. And the importance of prioritisation. 
Less is more. Every individual in every box in an organisational chart, every individual, regardless of name but by role, should not be responsible for more than five actual tasks. Five is the maximum. And the higher you get in your organisational chart or structure, it should be three. And then ultimately, if you're at the top box, it's one. It's one. So I want you to be thinking, what are your five most important priorities in your role, your responsibilities? What are they? And how good to great is your score on how that's going for you? And where is it that you need help? Is it in task number four or is it task number two? Where is it that you need some help, guidance, coaching, feedback? Where is it? So the better you get in understanding what are my three to five most important tasks for which I'm responsible for in my role in this business or organisation as it continues to grow, then the opportunity to be clear about what are your priorities, what are you saying yes to, what are you saying no to, or not yet to. And it's the role of leaders way beyond some of your levels that should be also attuned to this conversation. Because what do we do in, in organisations that may, may be under-resourced? What do we do? These 10 things I need done today. And six of them are outside of scope or skill set. And that's a problem. That's a massive problem. Delegation without a clear understanding of outcome is known as abdication. And that's a problem. Delegation with a clear understanding of the outcome and a one, two, three as to how to get there and what it looks like in regards to progression, not perfection, is delegation. How do you close the loop on delegation? How do we close the loop on delegation? I've just given you an opportunity to champion a new, uh, a new task, a champion a new opportunity. How will I, if I haven't explained to you what I'm looking for as a result, how will I be able to come back and close the loop on that? Versus I've given you a point of, I need this to be done, and this is what it should look like when it's done. I need to come back and confirm how you went. And good, bad or ugly, I need to give you feedback on that, because that's going to help you. And that's delegation in a framework called one, two, three. So most of us, it's not about you, Ben, most of us are really good at delegation, but we're not good at closing the loop and progressing the loop. So I want you to think about, and this is a really good, um, and I'll leave it almost at this, what is the difference between being a leader in the true sense of the word and a manager? What's the difference between that and that as a title? Responsibility. What is the distinct difference between being a leader and being a manager? Maybe guidance. guidance. Which one is, has a responsibility for guidance? Which one? Leader. What do you think? What, what do you think is the difference between being a leader and a manager? come back to you. Yeah. Ben, what's the difference in your opinion? Uh, I reckon the lead is more of a, it's kind of like, it's probably not great, but um, the 
it's like pushing for management, I suppose. Like um, you're a manager, you're pretty much just pushing your opinion on someone. They like, look, get up your bones, person will be fired, you get three strikes or whatever. But if you're a leader, you can go, well, come on, guys, you know, it's a team effort. You know, the reason why we're not supposed to be on our phones is because it reduces productivity, ruins it for everyone. So it's more of a push and pull kind of thing, in my opinion. Great, good answer. A leader is responsible for growing resources. A manager is responsible for managing the output of resources. A leader is responsible for growing resources. The most important resource in any organisation is people. A leader is responsible for growing people. A manager is responsible for managing people. We're delivering on the plan, on the outcomes. Are we effective? Can we be more efficient is a manager's role. A leader is about, okay, I see an opportunity. I'm going to continue to help people, people be better by influencing either more people at a higher level or we put training in place to help them be better. So that's, that's the responsibility of a leader. So growing resources is all about the duplication, the growth strategy and what have you. Managing resources is about, again, getting the best out of what we've got until such time that we need to expand through utilisation, which is all business talk. So that, that, that is my sharing from an, you know, again, from a time and a, and, and I can go on for another four days, but I, um, I mean, I love what I do. And, and strictly speaking, our results are, uh, yeah, they're, 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 they're great. For the clients that we work with and, and you know we're, we're just one component of that and, and 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 our responsibility again is just to help people who have in many in many cases um, no time and no plan or they're frustrated because their teams are dysfunctional they're stressed they're exhausted they're tired um, they're not exactly broken we don't we don't attract business owners who are broken and need heart surgery or brain surgery but they're, they're stuck they're stagnant and we, um, within 12 months, we've got them on a, on a journey that's um, definitely empowered and making better decisions about their opportunity and saying no to more things than they're saying yes to and growing, growing resources, most importantly, team, that are going to be better than them. So we're, we're, we're in a... I mean, I love doing what I do and I've written two books in my journey thus far and I've bought some here as a, as a, as a token for our time. Hey, it's Stefan Kazakis again, and uh, I hope you really enjoyed, I guess, uh, those, uh, th those moments of, uh, again, reflection and clarity. And for those of you that are, are aware of our methodology and our, I guess, where we come from, the platform that we, uh, I guess, um, stand from with, with firm feet on the ground and, uh, you know, the, the occasional, I guess, uh, and very relevant sense of gratitude and celebration that also occurs. And, you know, being the time of year, and, and I'll go back to some of my um, opening remarks, you know, there, there is so much opportunity for uh, being grateful for what you have and, and being thankful for those that you have around you that are on your team, in your corner. And sometimes, you know, they're the shoulders that we all lean on and or they lean on us and uh, we're in it together guys you know this thing called life it's a beautiful thing and uh, we are in an amazing uh, um, I guess place called uh, Melbourne Australia uh, for those of you that are here and and for our friends that are overseas and beyond you know we uh, again we, we wish you and your loved ones a great a great time of year that it is so prioritization progression 
um, I guess, 1% improvements, 220 working days. How can I be two times better by just waking up every day and saying, hey, today's going to be the day that I'm going to be at personal best. You know, how do you keep on lifting your mojo and your, your energy so that, you know, you impart the dream, the dream maker onto others and, 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 their, uh, and their journeys and how you, regardless of your level and or influencing what you do, and as long as you're good at it and you have a I love doing what I do approach about you, you will climb the ladder and continuously climb the ladder to get to the top of the mountain and ultimately the highest shelf, the first class shelf called life and all that it has on offer and all that will be totally, totally insignificant if you're not enjoying and enjoying the journey in the process. Don't be in a hurry to get there. Be committed to the continuous and the constant improvement that is needed for you, by you, and you to others. I'm Stefan Kazakas, Business Benchmark Group, where we empower, we empower business owners on their on their journey to continuously be achieving business and life success. So business owners and your extended team, we just love doing what we do for you and the trust you have in us. For more information about Business Benchmark Group's coaching, education, and training programs, visit businessbenchmarkgroup.com.au or call 039001 0878. If you liked this podcast,